Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. We are here for the second game in the semifinal match of the Foodie Trivia Tournament. And I've got my two remaining winners from round one. Let's meet them first. Raleigh, North Carolina, the home of the soon-to-be-left-behind NC State Wolfpack. Jeff, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing great. And, uh, well, uh, it would be nice to be left behind because maybe we'll have a chance to win something in the ACC. Uh, I've but, got you pegged you know. to go to the championship game next year. Yeah, but in football, who cares about that one? It's basketball where we, we all care about uh, down here uh, until they kick this, Carolina out of the conference. This is why we need to get out of this godforsaken conference. You want a second-rate sport, not a revenue-generating sport, not a massive revenue-generating sport. Y'all are interested in basketball. Right, basketball, one of the biggest revenue generators of them all. <laughs> you could combine basketball, baseball, and soccer men's and women's and you won't touch college football college football is where the money is well yeah college football is uh a a stupid amount of money but anyway we're uh, way off track here i am doing okay i am slightly slurring my speech right now not because i'm drunk but because i just had a filling this morning so my uh the left side of my mouth is still uh feeling is still returning to it uh so um a lot of folks at work might be wondering exactly why I was really slurring then, but uh, I think I'm a little <laughs> bit more articulate now. Uh, but that will change because I have a nice uh, tall boy here. Uh, this is the uh, Trophy Brewing Tough Folks. It is the uh, uh, trophy collaboration with American Aquarium. Uh, American Aquarium is not a brewery, but a band. So I'm not really sure how the collaboration works, if it's just like the band decided they would give some branding to trophy and trophy made the beer. I have no idea, but whatever. Uh, it's a Vienna lager. Uh, it claims to be locally sourced. Uh, guess that means they got their malt from epiphany malts in North Carolina. So sure. All right. We'll go with that. Those that can't tell, Jeff is Freddie Mercurying it right now, and he had to tilt the beer can into the microphone to get that pop. <laughs> I, I don't actually drink beer out of a can on this podcast all that often. I'm usually drinking uh, either my homebrew or some sort of random liquor shit. So yeah. I've uh, got to ask, what's in the homebrew right now? What are you tapping? Uh, it's still the chocolate orange stout, uh, which I think I had on... Um, for the last round uh so getting close to the end of that so i'll probably make one more thing and then i'll uh run back the uh mulberry beer after i'm done with that so okay because okay. uh, by then it'll be mulberry season so dr seuss did say you could find it on mulberry street so hey there is that speaking of dr seuss the mom of two the lovely nikki is with us from huntsville alabama nikki my friend how are you doing what are you drinking I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, hanging out. The mic's doing bedtime right now, so I'm hearing a lot of uh, screaming in the background, which is always <laughs> always fun. Um, <laughs> I am drinking um, just a Boggle Boggle Family Merlot. I don't know. Mike and I opened it at dinner. It's just a Costco fifteen dollar bottle that. You know, we had a glass of, so I'm finishing it up and enjoying it. So, <laughs> wow, 
Paul Giamatti is very angry at you right now. I know. You know, I, I feel like poor Merlot really got a bad name after Sideways. Like, we forget, like, it wasn't the wine. It was the fact that it was his ex-wife's favorite wine. But, like, the sales of Merlot, like, went down, like, horrendously for, like, years because of that movie. It's crazy. But Merlot is actually quite a good wine. So. I didn't like that, <laughs> um, Merlot. But yeah, it did get a bad reputation from Sideways for sure. Well, I've got something here that's not going to give anyone a good reputation. Uh, Nikki, I'm joining you on the wine train, but I I, I wasn't spending $15 on a bottle. I got a $4 bottle right here of uh, Chardonnay from Three Wishes. That is the winery that is with uh, Whole Foods. So I ended up in Whole Foods, grabbed a bunch of $4 wines. Used to be two fifty Whole Foods. I don't know what the hell happened, but four dollars a bottle—not terrible. I'm going to finish this bottle tonight. So, cheers, y'all. I'm impressed that you can get anything for under five dollars at Whole Foods. So, yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, the wine is Bezos that made it four bucks, though, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure even their like little coffee drinks are like five dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to future slash past me to tell you about the rules. The rules of the Foodie Trivia Tournament Rounds 2 and 3 are simple Our contestants will face off in 3 rounds of trivia Round 1 is your pre-game Pre-game, each contestant will get a 50-50 type of trivia question If they get it right, they get the point If they get it wrong, they get 0 points for round two, things get a little bit crazier than they did in the first iteration of the game. In round two, our contestants will choose 10 questions. They can either go for a three-point or a two-point question. If they opt for a three, they will get the question with no multiple-choice answers, and they will be forced to answer the question. There is no option to make it a one-point question. If they go for two, they still have the option to bring a two-point question down to a one-point question, which will basically remove two of the multiple choice answers after that we go into round three the wager round in the wager round our contestants will wager however many points they want on three trivia categories they are wagering only on the categories and when they get the question if they get it right they get the points if they get it wrong they lose the points whoever has the most points at the end of the game will be our winner and now it's game on All right, and we are back with the Foodie Trivia Tournament semifinal game, or as I'm affectionately affectionately calling it, the battle for Mike Mott's heart. <laughs> we got the guy that's known him longer than most people, and then the woman that said, yes, I want to be around that the rest of my life. So, <laughs> fair? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to lose that one, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, who knows? <laughs> so we are going to move into our pregame. I prompted you both about this a little bit earlier, but the pregame is still a 50 50, but there's a wrinkle. I am going to give you the name of a restaurant in the United States. You have to tell me. Is that restaurant from a state that's in the top 10 most populous states in the United States? And as, a, as an example, I use this in the last recording. I use it here again. If I said Kentucky Fried Chicken, the first franchise location of Kentucky Fried Chicken was in Utah. 
the first location of Kentucky Fried Chicken was in Kentucky. In both cases, the answer would be no, but we're going off of where the location of the first restaurant is. Okay, the, where it started. Where, where, the, okay, rest, where yeah, the, the first where restaurant started. started. Okay. okay. But all I'm giving you is the restaurant. All you got to tell me was the state that it was in, in the t- currently in the top 10 for U.S. populations by state. So this is geography, not food. Okay. It is a Chris game. <laughs> so there was going to be some geography shenanigans. <laughs> it still tangentially fits into the foodie category because we are talking about restaurants and where they began. Jeff, you were the highest scorer coming out of the first round of games. You get to choose. Do you want to go first or second in this game? I think I'm going to go second in this game. All right. That means, Nikki, you're going to get us started I'll give you the name of the restaurant. You just got to tell me yes or no. Is the state that restaurant originally started in, in the top 10 most populous states in the United States? Nikki, your first one is Waffle House. Oh, where did it start? Um, did Waffle House start in Georgia? My guess is going to be no. I feel like it was like a more of a southern state. I don't know if it's going to be the bit, like most populous. So I'm going to say no. So Waffle House was started in 1955 in Avondale Estates, Georgia. It would have been yes. Georgia Georgia's is the eighth a- most oh, populous state in the I union. Okay. Okay. Jeff, At least I was right about Georgia. At least I was right about Georgia. I knew the foodie part, just not the population part. Come on. <laughs> Jeff, we are going to you. Your, oh, your restaurant is Bob Evans. Down on the farm. Uh, Lord, where was Bob Evans founded? Uh, I want to say that's from like Tennessee or something. So I'm going to say no. Bob Evans was founded in 1948 in Gallipolis, Ohio. The answer was yes. Oh, gosh. Mm, uh. Ohio. I was going to guess Jersey, so I was way off. (laughs) All right, Nikki, you're getting everyone's favorite seafood haunt, Long John Silver's. Long John Silver's start. I I mean, there's not that many anymore. Like, there's very few. Thank Um, God. I want to say it was like probably, it might have been North Carolina. Um... I'm going to say no. So you would think Long John Silver's would be founded in a state that's near water? Like an ocean? Yeah. Not so fast, my friend. Long John Silver's was founded in 1969 in Lexington, Kentucky. No (laughs) is the correct answer. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't think it's actual seafood, so... So, You're not too far off there. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you are currently trailing one. Your restaurant is Subway. Subway. Oh, boy. Uh, I know Subway has like all the New York kitsch, but I don't think it was actually founded in New York. Uh I feel like I was founded in like somewhere super random, but I don't know. 
Yeah, wild ass guess on this one. I'm just going to say yes. Subway was not founded in New York. Subway was founded in the hometown of one Christopher Ligori in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, the wow. answer is no. <laughs> We're known for two things in Bridgeport. One is Subway. Two is all the waterfront property is industrial. <laughs> Good use of space. <laughs> I mean, it was back in the when the city was founded, but yeah, they should probably do some redistricting. <laughs> right. All right, Nick, you got a one-point lead as we go on to question number five. Your restaurant is Qdoba. Um, it's got to be California or maybe Arizona. Oh, could have been East Coast. I don't know because Qdoba, actually, like Qdoba might have been more like Massachusetts. Um, I'm going to go yes. Maybe it's like California or Massachusetts. I don't know. Unfortunately, not California. Qdoba formed in 1995 in Denver, Colorado. The answer is no. All right, Jeff, if I'm giving Nikki Qdoba, I'm giving you Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome (laughs) to Moe's. The crappiest one is what we also refer to it as. Uh, It's not great. Um, where the hell was Moe's founded? I have no idea. I'm just going to wag a yes. <laughs> Moe's was founded in Springfield, Illinois. It's a tavern, actually. I got one. No, it's not. That's where Moe's, that's where Moe's is from. Uh, the Simpsons, Jeff. I thought that Springfield was in uh, New Mexico, but canonically. It doesn't matter. But... This particular Moe's, so Moe's Southwest Grill. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's from Atlanta, Georgia. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was still right. <laughs> You're still right. Founded in the year 2000. Moe's, again, Southwest Grill is in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, maybe it was in Southwest Atlanta. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta is big enough. Nikki, we're going to you. You've got two pregame questions left for each of you. Nikki, you're getting the pizza joint Papa John's. I don't, I don't know where these places, these things started. Um, oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. Papa John's. Like, it was bought out. Who bought it? Someone famous bought it. Um, and where was he from? Um, I'm going to say no. Papa John's founded in 1984 in a cabinet in his father's bar. Started serving pizza there. It was apparently good pizza. Started serving dipping sauce shortly thereafter. Uh, 1984 in Jeffersonville, Indiana. No is a correct answer. The hub of the best pizza in the world. Jeffersonville, Indiana. Speaking of Jeff, Jeff, over to you. If she gets Papa John's, you're getting Little Caesars. Oh, gosh. I'm like reasonably certain that Little Caesars is from Detroit. So I'm going to say yes, but I don't know why I think that. Little Caesars is from Garden City, Michigan. I believe that is outside Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. 
Uh, founded back in 1959. Yes, it's a correct answer. You both have two correct answers. All right, Nikki, your final pregame question is Red Lobster. Ah, oh, Red Lobster. Um, I mean, you you would think it would be like somewhere with lobster, like Massachusetts or something, but it's probably not. It's probably like from uh, like Nebraska or something. Um, just because that the seems famous to be a Nebraska trend. lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, but it could be like a New York or New Jersey thing. I just don't know. Um, I'm going to guess no. Nikki, Red Lobster, I found out today, is actually from Lakeland, Lakeland, Florida. Huh. So when you think of seafood, Florida comes to mind. Lakeland does not. Lakeland does not. <laughs> uh, so the answer the would have been yes. Florida, and, Florida that's not on an ocean. <laughs> yes, it's, it's central Florida. Um. But it was formed back in 1968 in Lakeland. So <laughs> no is a correct answer. Jeff, you can take a one-point lead going into the main game. What, Your what restaurant the, is? Yes was the correct answer there. Florida's the third most popular state in the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she said, said no. no. Yeah, I said no. And you just said no was the correct answer. So I, yes I'm sorry. The- I meant to say no, you did not get the question correct. I oh. apologize. Oh, I did okay. not give I you the point. No I knew I got it wrong when I heard Florida. But. Yes. <laughs> So no is the correct answer. Jeff, yours is Olive Garden. That's another one of the Dardens. Uh, I actually think that if Red Lobster is Florida, Olive Garden is probably Florida, too. So I'm going to say yes. Uh, it is one of the Dardens. Red Lo- I would encourage you, if you don't know the story behind Olive Garden, I looked it up. Um, I believe they started off as an offshoot of General Mills as their restaurant division. Okay. I'm pulling it up right now. That's interesting. Uh, it's it's not what you would think, right? Like, mm-hmm. and Wikipedia is telling me I have no results found for Olive Garden, so that's a great start. <laughs> <laughs> it does not exist. <laughs> Started as a unit of General Mills, the Olive Garden's first restaurant was opened in December of 1982 in Orlando, Florida. Florida is a correct answer. All right. <laughs> nice. All right, Jeff, coming out of the pregame, you have a three to two lead, and you get to choose again. Do you want to go first or second in the main game? Uh, I think I'll actually go first in the main game. You're going to go first in the main game. Jeff, do you want to start with a three or a two-point question? Uh, Let's start with a two. Did not see that coming. (laughs) All right, Jeff, here is your two-point question. If devils on horseback are dates wrapped in bacon, Angels on horseback are which of these seafoods also wrapped in bacon? Is it shrimp, oysters, conch, or crab? Uh, well, I'm going to have to guess shrimp. Unfortunately, not oyster is the correct answer. It's oysters wrapped in bacon are known as angels on horseback. I would have guessed shrimp, too. I feel like I see (laughs) shrimp wrapped in bacon on, like, little platters a lot, so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of them, but hey, Nikki, where do you want to go? I'm just going to go three. Let's just do it. Just rip it off. A three pointer. Let's see how this goes for you. Dangerously cheesy and it ain't easy being cheesy are catchphrases often associated with what brand of snack food? It ain't easy being cheesy. Yep. Dangerously cheesy and quote, it ain't easy being cheesy 
are catchphrases often associated with with what brand of snack food? God, I feel like I know this. Like, I feel like I've definitely heard this catchphrase and probably seen a commercial. <sighs> I mean, it's it's not goldfish. Um, I mean, it could be just like Cheese Whiz um, or like Cheez-Its. I don't know I can go down to like a hint, right, or something for uh, two. Not on a three-point question. You have to oh, answer based yeah. on just the just the question alone. Okay, I'm gonna go with cheese whiz. Uh, cheese whiz is not a bad guess. Unfortunately, not correct. Uh, that would be Chester and the Cheetos. Oh, Cheetos! Cheetos. Oh, I don't eat cheese. I don't. I don't really. I never eat Cheetos. I didn't think of that, but that makes sense. It does, Jeff. We're going to you. Three or two points. Uh, let's jack up a three. Gonna jack up a three. As of the start of the global COVID pandemic, what was the best-selling Girl Scout cookie of all time? Ooh, I am going to. All right. So, are we talking about number of units, like number of cookies sold, or I would assume boxes sold is what number of boxes sold. No, I'm still going to stick with Thin Mints as my guess. Thin Mints is a correct answer, picking up three points. I could base that just off like my daughter's Girl Scout sales. I feel like most of them are Thin Mints. So. Yeah, but I don't think Thin Mints, was, that wasn't one of the original ones, was it? Oh, I have no idea if it was original. I mean, they've they've created a couple like new ones since like I ate Girl Scout cookies as a kid. But Thin Mints, I, I feel like they've always been around at least... But they are yeah. vegan, just so you know. They are actually. I did some the Girl Scouts. They had a big sign out last year when I was buying them at the bar, because I'm a, a good person who buys Girl Scout cookies at the bar. I was at so a bar. Girl Scout well, you know, party. if right. you're if you're vegan and looking for a dessert, um, you can actually find me on Facebook. We are selling Girl Scout cookies. So, <laughs> <laughs> I believe Leah already ordered a few boxes too. Like no, she, she saw might've... that she goes, "Oh, it's seasonal." Oh Let's yeah. Well. I mean, this is another story, but I, I somehow got roped into being the Girl Scout leader. So I am learning all about Girl Scouts. I have never been a Girl Scout in my life, and now I'm the Girl Scout leader. I, I don't know what I am doing, but yeah, just go buy cookies. Support your local troops. <laughs> support the kids. Just support the kids. Support the kids. <laughs> all right, Nikki, do you want a two or a three-point question? I'll go with a two. Going back to two. Here is your two-point question. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. The dish known as Rocky Mountain Oysters features the testicles of which of these mammals deep fried? Is it a goat, a sheep, a bull, or a horse? And this one you can make to a one point if you want. Yeah, it would be a bull. It is bull's testicles. That is correct. (laughs) That kind of fell into the into the mindset of I have to know this so everyone else does as well. <laughs> Rocky Mountain oysters. Don't Google it. I did, so you don't have to. It's a delicacy. <laughs> Jeff, where are we going? Uh, throwing up, throwing up another three. Throwing up another three. Taking its name from a mountain range in this country. In which country did Black Forest cake originate? From a mountain range. Like, but it's what I've, country? Is that what you said? Yeah. I've, I've always associated the Black Forest with Germany, but the Black Forest is not a mountain range. 
So, but I can't think of another mountain range that translates to black forest in its particular language. So I'm still just going to say Germany and hope that something weird went on with the question. (laughs) So the black forest is a mountain range. And it is in Germany. It's called a forested mountain range in Germany. Really? It is. Where are the mountains? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like- I mean, it's a large forested mountain range in the state of Baden-Württemberg. Württemberg, yeah. Mm-hmm. In southeast Germany, bounded by the Rhine Valley to the west and south and close to the borders of France and Switzerland. It is a what they call a forested mountain range. Yeah, that confused huh. me too because like we have a lot of German restaurants here, and I'm like, I always see a black forest cake on the menu, so I'm like, it's got to be Germany. But yeah, I was with you, like mountain ranges. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I did have to I like when I read that I'm like, huh, that's that's one of the questions that actually started me down this path of writing this game was that particular question because like mountain range that can't be right, and I went down a freaking rabbit hole and did it. So. <laughs> Fascinating. All right. Yeah, if you're cool. picking up three points, and Nikki, we're going to you. Where do you want to go? I'll go three, two. Might as well. Here's your three-point question. What dish consisting of small steamed granules of semolina served with a stew spooned over top is the national dish of Algeria? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Semolina, you said it was? Uh, Semolina. S-E-M-O-L-I-N-A. It's the national dish of, dish of Algeria. Yep. It is a consisting of steamed granules of semolina served with a stew spooned over the top. It's the national dish of Algeria. What is that dish called? <laughs> I don't have a clue. Um, Algerian stew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Al- I'm sure I'm going to know it. When you tell the name, it's like, oh, I, that sounds familiar. But I can't place it it's, it's gonna sound very familiar uh jeff do you know this one well i know that the stewed granules of semolina are couscous but i have very little idea what the stew would be it's couscous oh uh, couscous well, the was answer just the is answer couscous? okay yeah, couscous is oh. the answer right, no points for nikki there which means coming out of question number three our scores right now are nine to four jeff has got a five point lead nikki where are we going uh, Jeff, I'm sorry. Like, Jeff, where are we yeah, going? Like, like, I think Jeff's uh, three, please. Going with three. With species such as white bark, yellow, yellow Himalayan, and Tasmanian alpine, what fruit comes from the rose family of flowers? You want to read those names back to me again? With species such as white bark, yellow Himalayan, and Tasmanian alpine, what fruit comes from the rose family of flowers? Man, if I didn't know any better, I'd say those are weed strains. Uh, <laughs> good Lord. North Carolina now, right? Uh, Delta 8 is. Um, weed itself isn't. It's a very weird liminal area. Um, good heavens. What would I say a fruit that is a member of the Rose family could possibly be. And those odd sounding varietals. Fuck it. Wag time. Lemon. Uh, lemon, unfortunately, is not correct. That would be raspberries. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, that makes okay, sense. I can see that. All right, Nikki, you're down five. Which way do you want to go? 
I'm going to go with the two because I got to like try to get something here. So let's see if maybe I need can get one point. <laughs> a Moscow mule, or as Chris prefers, a Kentucky mule is typically served in which of these types of cups? A highball glass, a flute, a stein, or a copper cup? It'd be a copper cup. Copper cup is a correct answer. Picking up the two points, that means our scores right now are nine to six. Jeff, question number five, where do you want to go? Uh, Let's go back to two. Going back to two, here's your two-point question. Jeff, there are five regions known for producing scotch whiskey. I'm going to give you four. You have to tell me which of these regions extends the furthest south. Is it the Speyside, the Highland, Campbelltown, or Islay, Islay or Island? I have a guess, but I need you to narrow it down for me. Okay. We're going to make that a two-point question. There are five regions known for producing Scotch whiskey. Which of these extends the furthest south? Is it Speyside or Campbelltown? I think it's Speyside. Uh, no, it's actually Campbelltown. Mm. The uh, the one that I left off there was obviously the lowland part of Scot- of Scotland, but... Uh, Lowland and Campbelltown. It's a really cool map if you get a chance to look it up. Uh, I wish to go tour all five. So um, <laughs> I will come up set up a separate Indiegogo for that where you can send me and Jeff and Mike and Nikki and Leah and, our, and all of our friends and family. And you can just pay for us to go drink scotch. That'd be great. I'm in. It's a great trip. <laughs> Nikki, where are we going? I'll do a two. Going to two. Which of these Canadian provinces is the world's largest producer of maple syrup? Is it Ontario, Saskatchewan, Alberta, or Quebec? I don't know. I just know maple syrup is out of Canada. Um, All right. Narrow it down. All right. To make this a one-point question, which of these Canadian provinces is the world's largest producer of maple syrup? Is it Saskatchewan or Quebec? My instinct was Quebec, so I'm going to go with Quebec. Quebec is a correct answer. Nicely done. And you have narrowed the game. It is currently nine to seven. Jeff, where are we going? Three. Keep bricking my two pointers, so why bother with it, right? <laughs> uh, you abandon your 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 strategy for literally not just all of the foodie trivia tournament, but the world traveler trivia tournament. You just jacked up threes the entire time. So well, I lost the world traveler tournament. <laughs> you did. You lost it on wagering though. Okay. Neither here nor there. We're going to move on. What dish originating in Delmonico's in New York city in 1876 features a layer of sponge cake topped with ice cream and surrounded by toasted meringue. Sponge cakes topped with ice cream, surrounded by toasted meringue. Uh, I can picture it. <laughs> um, I feel like there are other famous dishes that are coming out of Delmonico's that I have stuck in my head that I can't disentangle from the actual correct answer here. <laughs> so I'm just going to say like uh, shortcake. Shortcake is not a correct answer. I think the the New York City part's throwing you a little bit off because this is actually called a baked Alaska. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, 
right, Nikki, oh, you are like, down like two. Where are we meringue. going? This was the meringue on top, right? Okay. The, the meringue on top is delicious, too. I do like a good bake Alaska. Nikki, where are we going? I'll try three. We'll see what happens. <laughs> We're going back to three. Known around the world for its magnificent food, what dish consisting of stewed meats and vegetables is actually the national dish of France? Stewed beef and vegetables? Stewed meats and vegetables. Stewed meats and vegetables. Um, uh, beef bouillon? Uh, nah, unfortunately not. Uh, porto is what we're looking for there. Oh, okay. Uh, had had this been a round one question, beef bouillon would have been one of the options, though. So don't feel too bad about that. All right. I, mean, I know that so, beef bouillon is like stewed beef, and it has like some veggies in it, but it's not necessarily. Like, you were you were thinking more like a, I was trying to think like what is a French like pot roast. So all right, we're moving right along. Question number seven, Jeff. Where do you want to go? Three. Shooting up a three. Here you go. Traditionally, what type of frosting is used to frost a carrot cake? Usually a cream cheese frosting, right? Cream cheese frosting is correct. Jeff picking up the three right there. All right, Nikki, you're currently trailing 12 to 7. Where do you want to go? I'll go three. Here is your three-point question. Neither bagels nor locks were invented in the U.S., but it took Jewish New Yorkers to first, first put them together. But what type of seafood is lox? Salmon. Salmon is correct. Of course, you ask her the Jewish question. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm running down a list here, sir. <laughs> That's just how the falafel crumbles. <laughs> All right. I, I do love, I mean, like a bagel with cream cheese and lox. It's so, so good, right? I don't even need seafood, it but it's good. Delicious. <laughs> All right, Jeff, where do you want to go? Three. You got a two-point lead. You're going for three. Jeff, how many ice cream flavors does Baskin Robbins have? <laughs> it used to be 31. <laughs> I feel like it's more than that now, but I'm just going to say 31 because that's in the title of the whole thing. And uh, I guess we're going to see what it actually is. <laughs> 31 is actually correct. I believe they kind of move once in and out of production. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So it's like 31 at a time. Yeah, okay. It's like 31. It's 31. <laughs> 31 is the correct answer. That puts you up to 15, a five point lead. Nikki, where do you want to go? I'll go three. Go in with a three point question. Nikki, which sandwich is the most sold sandwich at McDonald's? Which sandwich? Like, so, I mean, any other. Okay. So there, it's got to be the Big Mac. Big Mac is a correct answer. I would have gone with a cheeseburger. I actually would have gone with Egg McMuffin. <laughs> egg McMuffin's not a bad one either. Or the bacon, That's egg, and true. cheese. Like I would have gone breakfast sandwich, actually. No, it has to be the Big Mac. That's like the signature. You're right, though, because the 24-hour McDonald's typically have like the 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 lunch right, and dinner foods yeah. all day. Big, Yeah, so okay. Didn't they go through a stage where they were doing like breakfast all day? And like I don't know if they do that anymore. But. They don't, but they should. All right, Jeff, two questions left. You're currently up 13 to 15. Where are we going? Three. Originating in Spain, the dish consisting of stewed beef and tomatoes with a sofrito base is one of the national dishes of Cuba, but has regional variations around the world, including across Latin America and the Philippines. So the dish originated in Spain, 
consisting of stewed beef and tomatoes with a sofrito base, and it's one of the national dishes of Cuba, but has regional variations around the world, including across Latin America and the Philippines. Well, you throw in the Philippines in there makes me think of adobo. Uh, And I'm going to go with that because I don't have any better guesses. Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, Ropa Vieja is what we're looking for. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yep. I knew that from working at the Columbia. In, uh... Oh, <laughs> nice. this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when I worked at the Columbia restaurant in uh, Clearwater Beach, uh, that was Ropa Viejas was uh, very popular on the menu. All right, Nikki, where do you want to go? Let's do three. We'll see what happens. Your three-point question a native of Tallahassee, Florida named Wally was a successful talent agent, television personality, and author beco- before he became famous for selling what type of food? In Tallahassee? He is a Tallahassee native named Wally. Named Wally. I used to live in Tallahassee, and I don't know this at all, so <laughs> that's pretty bad. Um, he was a talent agent in Tallahassee, but he started selling food. So, I mean, Florida, what's a Floridian? But Tallahassee is not like, it's not a Cuban. I mean, I don't know. Um, Talent agent. Wally. So, right, what is Wally? I don't know. I I don't have an idea. (laughs) If you could get to the last name, you would get it. His full name is Wally Amos. Wally. Those would be famous Amos cookies. Oh, okay. That now makes kind of sense. I never would have gotten Wally or Amos from Wally. So if you had said right. Amos, I would have gotten it, but I don't Wally. No, I didn't know his name. Amos is in the name. That's too easy. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know famous Amos was named Wally Amos. I didn't know. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Jeff, you're currently up two points. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's go for three. And I was kicked off for that entire last question. So I don't even know the answer. <laughs> I know you guys are talking about Amos. So there was probably cookies. So uh... it was famous Amos. Was, cookies. Yeah, the Amos. question yes. was a Tallahassee native named Wally was a successful talent agent, television, per- television personality and author before he became famous for selling what type of food. His last name is Wally Amos. Therefore, he is famous Amos cookies. Jeff, you currently have a two-point lead, 15-13. Where are we going? Uh, Let's go for three. And because my recording is having so many goddamn problems, I need another beer. All right. I need to go get some Famous Amos cookies. They sound pretty good right now. Like, those are actually really good. Like, as far as, like... No, I like them, though. But, like, you know, as far as, like, the... I like them better than, like, Chips Ahoy. I don't know. I just like the little... Yeah, so it's a question of do you like crunchy or do you like chewy in your cookies? Yeah, so, see, I like, I, but I like that they're small and they're just like these little crunchy cookies. So, like, famous Amos are like small. my choice of like bad processed chocolate chip cookies. So. Right. All right, Jeff, here is your three point question What French pastry drew its inspiration and shape from the Austrian food called Kipferl? The croissant. The croissant is correct for three points. Nicely done. You're going to finish the main game with 18 points. Nikki, you got 13. Where are we going? Well, just try three. Nikki's going for three as well. Here's your three-point question. Nikki, 
what restaurant franchise came under fire for their eat fresh slogan after over 100 chain operators signed a letter alleging that the lettuce and many vegetables in their locations were over a week old when they were served. I mean, Subway is eat fresh. Subway is a correct answer. You guys end with threes each. We are on to your wager round. Your wager round, you're going to wager your points in any way, shape, or form that you want. You can break up those wagers any way that you want. You're going to wager solely on the categories provided. The rules are you must wager whole numbers, no negative wagers, and you cannot wager a total amount that's greater than your than your score right now. Jeff, you're sitting at 18 points. Nikki, you're sitting at 16. Your wager round categories are going to be French cooking, the military, and frozen food. French cooking, the military, and frozen food. Lock in your wagers while I send it over to a word from tonight's sponsor. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash-talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. All right, wagers are locked in. We are moving into question number one. Uh, Your category is French cooking. In the 19th century, French chef Auguste Echauffier developed five mother sauces in French cooking that served as the starting point for sauces used to complement several dishes. Those sauces are bechamel, velu, espagnole, hollandaise, and what other sauce that's more simple and also prominent in Italian cooking? All right, I'm going to lock in. Sure, I'll lock in. Question number two, your category was in the military. What three-letter acronym is given to the self-contained individual rations given to American military members in combat or in field conditions where food is not available? These are also often handed out as humanitarian aid during natural disasters and wars. I'm locked in. Can you repeat that one more time? What three-letter acronym is given to the self-contained individual rations given to American military members in combat or in field conditions where the food where food is not available? These are also handed out as humanitarian aid during national natural disasters and wars. Okay, locked in. All right. Question number three. Your category wasn't frozen food. What frozen food brand takes its hyphenated name from the location where the company was founded? 
near the border of two states. This company would get its frozen food start by freezing sweet corn and french fries in the mid-20th century and are responsible for the now popular food titled Tater Tots, which they invented in 1953. Locked in. Can you repeat that one more time? I'm sorry. (laughs) Of course. What frozen food brand takes its hyphenated name from the location where the company was founded near the border of two states? This company would get its frozen food start by freezing sweet corn and french fries in the mid-20th century and are responsible for the now popular food tater tots, which they launched in 1953. Okay, locked in. All right, we are going to go through these one last time, abbreviated version of the questions. In the 19th century, French chef Auguste Echauffier developed five mother sauces in French cooking, which sauce was left off the left off of that list? Jeff, give me your answer and your wager. Uh, of course, I wagered the most on the one of the three questions that I had basically no idea on. The only French sauce that was coming to mind was Mornay, so I said that one. Uh, and I uh, wagered uh, I squared plus 10. That's nine. For those of you, it was a whole number. It is a whole number. <laughs> Nikki, your answer and your wager. I think I, wait, hold on. I wager, let me, what did I wager you? I wagered five on French cooking. I knew uh, the Bernay sauce and Hollandaise was the only two that came to mind. Uh, you said Italian. I don't even know. So I just said tomato <laughs> sauce because I just don't know. Your correct answer is tomato. What? <laughs> Did I get it right? This tomato sauce. got now? it right. Got the five. Wow. It's <laughs> losing nine. It's just like Italian tomatoes. I don't know. It is currently a score of 21 to nine. Nikki with a lead here. That's hilarious. Question number two. Your category was in military. What three-letter acronym is given to the self-contained individual rations given to American military members in combat or in field conditions where other food is not available? Jeff, your answer and your wager. uh, um, I only wagered two because I forgot the rule of playing Chris's uh, trivia games. Always wager highest on the category that sounds the hardest. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) um, the answer is MRE or Meals Ready to Eat. And I, I bet too. Nikki, your answer and your wager. Um, I put four. And honestly, like I knew it was like an M and I was just like, I'm just thinking of it, but I put MRE. I, I didn't know the acronym. So, but I knew it was like MR or something, but I didn't okay. know what it stand for. So I put MRE, which is wrong. <laughs> MRE is a correct answer. I thought you said it was MR. Oh, I put MRF. I'm sorry. I put MRF. Oh, okay. Not- I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he said MRE and that was in my head, but I was like, no, I put MRF. That's what I wrote down was MRF. Well, you know, if meals if MRE is meals ready to eat, I'm not really sure I want to know what an MRF is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, didn't, you do. I didn't know what it stood for. I just remember seeing like picture like I just remember like the MR. I didn't remember what it actually yeah. stood for or was. You're good. I'm sorry. So, I put MRF. I was totally wrong. So in your wager there was how many? Was four. So Nikki losing four, Jeff gaining two. It's currently 17 to 11. Nikki with a six point lead. Coming down to the final question. 
The category was frozen food. What frozen food brand takes its name, sorry, takes its hyphenated name from the location where the company was founded near the border of two states? This company would get its frozen food start by freezing sweet corn and French fries in the mid 20th century before launching tater tots in 1953. Nikki, your answer and your wager. I was like, I'm going to go more in on frozen foods. I put seven. Um, I, I put Ortegas. That's what came to mind for the tater tots. It's like the Ortegas. So I don't know. If that's right. Jeff, your answer and your wager. Uh, well, I wagered six, and I figured that it was probably the uh, the states in question were probably Oregon and Idaho, and so I said or Ida. So the hint there being a hyphenated name on two states, or Ida is a correct answer, and that 100% Oregon and Idaho. So Nikki stormed out to a big lead with Jeff's wagering. Jeff caught her in the very end. Our final <laughs> score tonight is going to be 17 to 10. Jeff is going to take home the win. Good job. But a nice game by both of you. Did you did you guys have fun tonight? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Good. <laughs> Jeff, you're moving on to the championship game. You'll be going head to head against Mike Turner for the championship. Ah, the Carolina matchup. <laughs> it is. North versus South. Oh, right. the Cox. Best versus Carolina the- versus worst Carolina. <laughs> oh my lord. Well, uh, <laughs> I had fun tonight. Y'all had fun tonight. Uh, We will be back next week with the championship game. We will crown a champion in that match. But you know what? If you enjoy the shenanigans we get into on a regular basis here on the Pub Trivia Experience, feel free to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. All of our bonus content is there, content dropping throughout the month. I just scheduled two bonus episodes yesterday, I believe. So content dropping throughout the month there that you're going to enjoy. Uh, five-star rating, write us a review, hit up ptebb.com for all of our socials and our Discord and all that fun stuff. For the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I've been Jeff. I'm Nikki. And we'll see you next week. Until then, have a good one.